Hello, and welcome to Breakaway with Dawn and Friends. Today, I have part two of our episode with Hector. We left you guys, hopefully, on a cliffhanger <laughs> with his journey. And so today, he's back to um, finish up the, the second half of his, of his journey. Hi, Hector. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Appreciate it. Welcome back. <laughs> so we left off with um, you being sentenced to prison. Um, do you want to pick up from there, or? Yeah, sure. We can we can go from there. Um, so I think I said I left off where um, I said due to the fact that I still wanted to be the cool. Yes. The cool homeboy and hang out with my friends, even though I was going to school at night and um, and working in the daytime because I was actually um, about two months from receiving my diploma and I had already wow. went to enlist. So oh, wow. So, yeah, so I had already went to enlist. Um, you know, um, I actually went with a Frank because he was going to do it and I ended up doing it myself too. The recruiter, you know, he sold me on it and, and he liked, you know, my score. So, from that moment on, he would call my house every week. You know, I think he was like, what are you, my probation officer? Because <laughs> Yes, uh-huh. he was calling me and wanting to make sure, are you still going to school? Are you doing how far off from your diploma? And so I was literally about two months away from receiving my diploma and then going into the Marines. Wow. So, <clears throat> but again, you know. Um, Life you takes know, its turn. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, you know, they say you plan and God laughs. Well, yeah, they say that. You, yeah, I love that. I mm-hmm. love that. That that mm-hmm. saying. You want to you want to hear God laugh? Tell him your plans. So. Exactly. There you go. Yes. So yeah, I I uh, he was laughing at me. All right, but mm-hmm. you know, so so you know, I ended up getting sentenced to um, fifteen years of life. Wow. And um, I um, I ended up. I was I was I was eighteen when I was arrested. So you know. Um, you know, I thought I knew it all until, until, I, until I got sentenced and, and, um, and, you know, went to the county, county jail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. back then, you know, back then the saying was, um, if you can make it in the Los Angeles County jail, you mm-hmm. can make any prison in any state. That's how, um, treacherous the, the county jail was back then. Wow. And, you Your know, opportunity to be Mr. Popular again. Yeah, yeah, not the popularity contest. I funny, not funny. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so you know, and back then, you know, I was eighteen. So, um, you know, I'm about five nine, five eight and a half now, um, like two hundred pounds, one eighty five. But um, back then I was five seven, um. <laughs> About 135, 140 mm-hmm. soaking wet with rocks in my pocket. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. so I was very, you say, small for. for uh-huh. Lightweight. <laughs> yes, I was a featherweight, I think so. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, so, you know, I find myself in, in the county jail and, um, and, you know, I'm going I'm going to court, you know, and um, this is before I got sentenced. I'm going to court, you know, and at night, you know. I'm begging and praying, like, God, if you let me get out of this, I will be the model person. I would go to church every day and, mm-hmm. you know, things that you say, you know, and, and, you know, 
to be honest, at that time, I was, I was, I was sorry for being caught, you know, mm -hmm. sorry for being there, you know, not necessarily truly repentful. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have the mental capacity yet. I hadn't allowed myself to. Would to you agree saying that statement that, you know how they say God knows what's in your heart? Yes. So like, you know how we judge ourselves, right? And I have to say for the longest time, like I thought I understood that until becoming a parent. Now yes. I really understand that because, you know, not to take this conversation left, but like, you know, I, we need to be stern and, you know, and I know the kids see a certain way or whatever, but, um, but I feel like I know what's in my heart, like, you know, and why I'm doing what I'm doing, whatever. But I feel like I really understand like, and at that time, since you just said it, that was powerful. Like you were just sorry that you got caught and God knew that that was in your heart. Like you, he knew you were not remorseful for what you did, whatever, you know. Right. So I, I love that you acknowledge that. Yeah, I was more. Um, yeah, I was more, more scared than 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 remorseful, you know, mm. um, and um, because I was. Still Which is understandable. You're 18, you know. Yeah. And that was that mindset, you know, I'll probably get in it into it in a little bit it was it was about me though it was mm -hmm. you know it was about me it was about Hector mm -hmm. it had always been about Hector up to this point it was you know mm -hmm. um you know real quickly you know growing up like you know I talked about the gifted classes I talked about being mm -hmm. noticed I talked about mm -hmm. student body president all that so all I heard growing up was you're so smart mm -hmm. you know you're, you're you're smarter than for your age um you know, I always hung around um, two, three kids older, older than myself. You know, I was in junior high, but I was going to parties with high schoolers, you know. Um, and, 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 you know, so I always heard that. So I took that in my limited capacity back then to, to understand things was, I, I got it then. I can get myself out of anything. I can manipulate myself out of anything. You had that arrogance. Yes, mm -hmm. and, and and you know, I, I look look how I, I I mean they pick me for these speeches, they pick me for it because I'm you know mm -hmm. I can do it. So so being being in there and knowing that there was no, when I finally came to terms with there's no way you're getting out of this, you know, um it, it was it was I had I humbled myself. It was you know, I was scared, but it, you know, I had to come to terms with like, yeah, talk, you can't talk your way out of this one, you know. And um so you know I ended up getting sentenced, and I'm going to uh, the level four maximum security prison. Wow. Again, you know, at 18, I turned 19 the first year I was in prison. Wow. So, you know, I'm around men that were, have been in prison for 30 years, you know, 30, 20, 30 years at that time, you know, and, and, I, and I see them, and they're, you know, one of the things that really caught my attention is they're there. And they're comfortable, like mm -hmm. they have a routine. And you know, you speak to them. You know, you pick their heads a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. um, and um, and and you come to realize that a handful of those gentlemen are, are. I won't say all because you know you never generalize, but you know mm -hmm. they've been in prison so long that they're. That's they've their accepted. norm. Yes, mm -hmm. and they've accepted it. You know, and in my brain, I was like, oh heck no. Ain't Same. no damn way that I am ever going to accept this as my norm. No, Good no, job. no. Yeah. Yeah. I was like something in me, you know, something in me. I, I know what it was now, but back then I was like, 
no, there's no way. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I can't see mm-hmm. myself. And so, you know, because being a, a life term, you a lifer, you know, that 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 life attached to your to to your sentences, they don't ever have to let you out. They wow. justify they, they don't have to they don't that because it's fifteen years to life. So you can do the minimum fifteen and to life. So wow. so you know, you have to go in front of a board of prison terms and you know, every so often. So when you when some of my senses when you first go that board of prison terms is made up of ex-policemen, ex-lawyers, prosecutors, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and these are the ones that are determining if you're gonna be mm-hmm. eligible. Right. Not the not the most uh, re- receptive crowd to a, a convict, but not the softest. <laughs> yeah, you know, and yeah. and they they. I remember asking them when I first got there. Um, so when is my first chance of of being released. You know, I, I didn't know anything. I didn't know the system. Um, and they all laughed at me. They all stood there. I mean, they all sat there in this big old round table just laughing at me. And they're like, oh, you don't even worry about that. By the time you even think about being coming up for parole, if that, we'll all be retired and some of us dead. So you can wow. just get comfortable. Yeah, get comfortable to where you're at because you're, you're going to be here for a long time or if not like so and know, how I, many years did you end up serving i did 19 oh my gosh 19 yeah yeah that's uh i just did 19 um so <sighs> yeah you know I, I ended up doing 19 but um um you know that first year that first year there i remember my, i was walking on you know i was walking on the yard and, you know, I said, you know, remember I said that, you know, I was going to church um, four to five times a week, you know, altar boy, singing in the choir. I sang in front of the mm-hmm. church. Time. Mm-hmm. I sang around the world in front of the church, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. and, and, you know, and, and being head of the groups that were there and just, um, and the seed, like I said, the seed in the foundation was planted in me early on. Right. So one day I'm walking the track, you know, I'm still, I mean, it's my first year. I'm, every day is a bad day for me. I'm. Mm-hmm. Just sad and and feeling sorry for myself, and um, and I and I hear something like, um, well, well, Hector, um, and I remember this vividly. I hear some somebody say, and I know it was God now, but you know back then, he's like, you've been living your life your way. Up until now, you've been doing things Hector's way. How's that going for you? Mm. So that that's that thing hit me like a ton of bricks, you know. Wow. And I was like, not so well, you know. And I, I, only reason I didn't break down, and I think this is the first time I'm saying this without even breaking down because it still gets to me, um, was because I was on the yard. You know, I'm not gonna sit there, and uh, let yeah. a tear come out while I'm in. You know, exactly. Like, Show your vulnerability there. Yeah. yeah so. Every hour they open the doors and give us a chance to go in our buildings. And, and I went in my, my cell and, you know, kind of broke down. But I made a commitment, you know, like, I got to do something. These walls are not going to hold me forever. Wow. So, you know, I was 19, um, first year in. But change doesn't come overnight. You know, we didn't become, I didn't find myself where I was at overnight. It mm-hmm. took years of certain steps and decisions that I made to get there. So even though that was a very powerful thing that I experienced and I went through, 
that conversation with God, um, it didn't come overnight. My change. And I was again. I was I was in there for 19 years. So, um, the way my senses work is you have to do a minimum of 10 years before you can come up to the parole board. Wow. So how many times did you end up in front of the parole board? I think it was eight. Really? <laughs> yeah. By the way, do they, do they like tell you right? Well, I know they don't tell you right then and there, but do they give you any kind of feedback right then and there? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so this is what happens. So <clears throat> you go to the board. They ask you. They, they grab your file because, you know, they have a file on you while you're in prison. You create They create a file for you. And um, so they create a file for you, and um, you you um, when you get to the parole board, you, you know, again they're sitting in that round table, and you're sitting in, in the front, and it's a uh, um, they start telling you, so Mr. Rosales, I see you you're in this in this class, or you've had this job while you're in here. Um, what what have you taken? What have you done? But the main thing they ask you is your crime. They want you to describe your crime. They want you to, to tell you what happened. And they they um, they ask you all these questions. But before they even before you even get to the hearing, they, they give you what they call a psych evaluation. You have to go see a psychiatrist. Mm. And they base a lot of their decisions on that. On a guy that just calls you out at random and starts asking you questions. Oh, wow. So, so that's what, and then they'll tell you, you know, um, they could deny you, say, you know what, you're not even close to getting out. They don't say it in those ways, but basically, right. uh, come back and see us in five years. Wow. So so that's how it works. And so eight what, times you went? Okay, so the, the what you have to do is you have to... Um, you have to be like a model prisoner in a sense, you, mm -hmm. know? you know, not perfectly, but so what you do is you, you, you so what you want to get out, you have to show them that they want to see that you have changed, that you are no mm -hmm. longer the person that came to prison. That's, that's what they want to see. That's so I have a question. Sure. Just curious. <laughs> do you know this answer? So you said that in the beginning, you were only sad or, or you were only um, remorseful for getting caught or, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know when you went up to the parole board, you said possibly eight times, right? At w what time did you go where you were truly remorseful for what you did? Okay. so Do you know that answer? Oh, yes, absolutely. Ah. I, I can tell you easily. So, so I would, it took, okay, now, there's different stages, right? And our change and our growth and who we are. Right. And so I, I, I want to answer the question in, in these stages. Sure. Go ahead. So the way you, 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 it goes about in there is, you know, you have to, you, you have to show them again that you change, right? That you're remorseful, that you, you understand, you fully grasp what got you to your crime and what got you to, to, to your, um, to your change that you are now. So, the thing is, you they have classes in there, self-help classes, you know. And back then, they offered them. They're offering a lot more now, but right, they were scarce, you know. So you had to do correspondence, and you had to do, you know. So I remember I said, you know what, where if I want to get out, I got to start taking these classes. I got it. My goal is to show them that I've changed. 
So, again, I was, so when I first started taking those classes, it's like, I need to pad my file. I need uh, to pad. Uh -huh. I, need to I need these certificates. Uh -huh. To show face. The same, exactly the same. Uh -huh. So I started signing up. Um, I started signing up and, and, you know, you can do something with a certain intention, but eventually you go long enough, things are going to stick to you. So, so, so my intentions and my reasons for going changed very quickly to where it's like, wow, I really, I really had to, the, the, my, my change started when I finally held up a mirror to myself and said, you have to hold this mirror up and point out all your faults, all your shortcomings. All your, and, and who wants to do that? Who, who honestly wakes up one day and says, you know what? Today, I'm just going to point out all my shortcomings and all my faults and everything that, that I failed in. Nobody likes to do that. So, but I had to do that in order for that change to begin. And that's just the beginning. So I started going to anger management, my anger management, alternative to violence. My thing, see, even though I was from the neighborhood and everything, my thing wasn't drugs. My things weren't alcohol. Mm -hmm. Mine was anger. That's mm. what I was, I, I, I held everything in. Everything that happened, everything, like you said, compromental, compromental, compartmental. Like that word Car mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> compartmentalizing so it, exactly everything I, I put it had its own space but i it, it had also inside me mm -hmm. i never did anything that that allowed the release of all that of all the anger of all things that that i've seen and that i that i went through so when but you can only hold things inside for long you're only you can only you only have the capacity to hold so many things at once Mm -hmm. eventually it's going to come out. And when it comes out, it's never going to come out in a productive manner. And it's always going to come out like an explosion. And it's going to hurt the people around you. And who are the people around you? Usually the people that love you. Yeah. And, and, those, and those, those are the ones you end up hurting. And so can I tell you, not to interrupt your like flow, but do you know that's my that has always been my greatest fear? And I think you'll understand that more than anyone else I tell, because that has, because I do compartmentalize. My biggest fear in life was when the, when the box, <laughs> you know, is not sturdy anymore and it's not holding in what I have compartmentalized. Right. So that has been my biggest fear. And do you know what? Not to do a plug in the middle of your episode, sure. but that's that is my next topic with with my therapist friend that we're gonna we're gonna talk about that because yeah. that has been my greatest fear. And guess what? You'll have to stay you'll have to stay tuned because I'm going to open up and share that. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll be listening. I'll be listening. But I just appreciate that you said that because I feel like I've never heard anyone else say that. And that has been my fear that, oh, my God, am I just going to lose it one day? Am I just going to, like, break down? Am I going to, like, it was, I always said I'm the, the, I, to myself, I fear the day my childhood 
comes and rears me right in the face or, you know what I mean? Like, cause I felt like I just didn't deal with things and I did compartmentalize them. So it's been my biggest fear in life. So I really understand what you're saying right now. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to get you off your no, flow, no. but. No. And, 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 you know, my advice, because that was my, that was my mm-hmm. biggest hurdle and, you know, mm-hmm. my biggest breakthrough and you have to find an outlet. First of all, mm. you have to come to terms with it. And then yes. you have to find an outlet. Right. For me, it was exercise. For me, it was, you know, that was one of my major outlets. And by I mean that is like, we again, since we carpent that word, that we keep Compartmentalize. Things yes, that we, the, the fact that we keep things inside and we know that, first of all, that's great that we're self-aware that we know that, because some of us do that. So you have to find an outlet. You have to have an outlet, whether it's music, whether it's exercise, whether because through the day, through the months, you're going to hold stuff in until you learn to not hold them in any longer, which is, I thank God I'm at a point where I really don't hold anything in. I kind of, I release it the moment that it comes in. I, 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 I deal with the feeling, I acknowledge it, but then I release it because. So did you enjoy my post the other day? Yes. Yes. Well, some of the, your posts recently have been reading like, is she getting ready for our talk? Because that's a lot of <laughs> Because I talk about, I did a post a long time ago about living out loud. Yes. Like, and I, and I live out loud because it's healthier. There's pros and cons. Let me tell you, I say it all the time. There's pros and cons to living out loud, but there is also pros and cons to living in silence, right? And that is just taking it in, leaving it there and not letting it out, right? And then just the other day, I was like, you know, I need to be more vulnerable as they say. So I got out and I'm like, I'm freaking irritated, dude. I was really irritated. I expressed that, but it's true. I let myself feel, I let it out. I process it, whatever. I give myself time. And then I got to move on. It's now your problem. It's no longer my problem. So I, I thank you. Because I, I this is what I promote, you know? So good job yes. for you. Now, can I say, like, you did actual self-help. And that's what really intrigued me. Because you, when you gave me that novel of, like, are you sure you want to have this conversation? <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> you did say in there that, you know, you really had to put in the work. And so right now you are discussing that. And and that's great that you did that. But and. Honestly, for me, it's, I have not done any kind of self-help therapy, nothing like that. This was just something that was innately in me, right? And I've had to make choices on how to deal with things, you know what I mean? And so I feel that's the gift that I was given. So I think it's no surprise that I am a life coach, you know, and this is why I want to help others. I want to be that, that, that person that I didn't have growing up. And you know, and it's 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 when we do that, it's, it's a continued therapy for ourselves as well. It is, and so okay. I mean, man, I don't want to turn this on me. So one time, a therapist did send me that, and and, and passing, she and because mm-hmm. I said I like, but I truly feel okay. Like I finally let go of that shame. That, but why do I feel I'm untouchable? How do I feel that I'm not going to be? And so she did kind of say, well. Maybe you're, you're, you're putting it in other, like you just said, I'm finding other ways of getting it out. And it is through, and you're right. It is through by helping people. Cause I always tell people they're so funny. They're like, oh my God, thank you so much. I appreciate her. I'm like, I'm selfish. Like when I do this, because I feel I'm really getting more out of this than you are, even though I'm helping you. Right. So, you know, I, I do feel then, oh, maybe it won't rear its head in that sense, because I do feel like I, like you said, I'm releasing it in other ways. And, but I never realized that until recently, you know, so sorry, back on you and your self-help. 
No, it's true. I mean, we have to um, we have to confront it. We, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, whatever, whatever our our our, you know, in 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 one of the classes we call it our ruts. You know, what is mm-hmm. your rut? What is keeping you there where you're at? Mm-hmm. What is mm-hmm. stopping you from growing? And you have to confront it, and you have to you have to uh, confront it, come to terms with it, and release it. You know, yeah. and so so for me, you know. Like I said, you know, um, my anger would turn into violence, and violence, you know, proceeds to every other thing, and negative because it touches people again. When I exploded, I would always explode and hurt the people around me, and those were the ones that loved me. Mm-hmm. So, so I had to tell myself, I want to stop hurting others. You know, my actions are hurting other people, and how, what what do I need to do? So I needed to get right with myself. And I did to turn it up to violence. I did anger management. I did. I even took parenting classes in there. I wasn't even a parent yet, you know, wow. because I knew that, again, I wasn't going to be in there forever. And my, I wanted to be ready for the next stages in my life. I and also, if I'm if I'm taking parenting classes, I know parents and whatever I learn from there, I'm going to be able to share with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it, it, you know, it's like you said, you know, people always say, thank you for helping me. And, you know. And that's why the answer a lot of times is, you know what, you've helped me a lot more than I've helped you, you know, and that's okay. That's not even being selfish. That's how it should work. Because when you, when, when you do something that makes you feel good, guess what? You're going to want to do it again. again. Exactly. You know, so, so, so it's it's a ripple effect. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's more of a pain it forward type thing. Mm -hmm. But so for my self-help classes and, you know, when I finally decided, you know, I needed to start looking into myself and changing, I would take a class <clears throat> and, and um, I would um, I would get a lot out of it. But I would find myself searching for more. I'm like, okay, I need something else. I need, that was good, but now I need to go get something else. So I had to take another class and I passed that class and, you know, and then I started facilitating the classes that I was taking. So I was getting all this. I was, it was, it was great, you know, and people started noticing when they would come see me you know, um, again, my anger. So they wouldn't mention or tell me something that was going on out there. <clears throat> and then they'll say something. And the first thing will be like, but well, don't get mad. Okay. So here, and then they would tell me, and I'd be like, oh, like, it's okay. I understand. And then they're like, wow, who is this guy? And where's mm-hmm. the guy that we know? But I always found myself going to the next class and the next class and the next class. And I said, I give a lot of my, a lot of my credit to those classes and to change, but there was always a void inside me. And I was like, what is that void? I can't seem to fill it. So let me go take another class. But the void was was still there. And um and and I I finally realized that that void and that piece of my heart that I was trying to fill with all these other classes was reserved for God. For wow. Me. So so in two thousand five, I I said Say I came back home. I said, you know, um, like I said earlier, the seed was planted in me. I knew I knew who God was. I knew of God, but I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew of him, but I didn't know him. So I decided to go back and go through all the, the things that I was taught as a child and and see now that I'm an adult and I can make my own decisions, if those resonated with me. And they did. 
and you know they i started you know going back to church and participating and and learning more about my faith and, and the love that he has for me and for the first time in my life i felt whole wow i felt whole and and, and you know i told myself this is what i've been running away from all this time this is what i wow yeah so so um i was home that's why i said so as juicy as this is i love this okay yeah i do want to highlight the fact that you're now married you have a son like i really want to give people the full picture right like you know you definitely put the work in you know what i mean you you paid your time for the the crime that you 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 paid so that is no longer it no longer has weight in my opinion yeah. right because you paid your more you know you you did 19 years when you were sentenced to at least a minimum of 15 right so you clearly paid your time but not only that you did the self help you know you did the work you found Jesus you found God right so fine you get out and like, look, I, I mean, I don't, I really don't know any of this story, but it's like, now you're married and you have a son. And eventually if it's, if it's for you, God willing, you'll also be an entrepreneur. Right. But right now I do kind of feel like you are being pulled in another direction, which is more with ministry, right. In the church. So I'm not surprised by that, you know, but I still think what we learned or what you will continue to learn in that, in the course, Antra, you can apply this. Like you can still reach the masses with your story and even going down ministry. So I do want to encourage you to not give up on, because we poured into ourselves taking that class. We not only financially poured into ourselves, <laughs> you know, but I, I really feel even though you're being pulled in another direction, you can still incorporate what Antra has to offer into what you're currently doing. If you haven't thought about that, I do want to emphasize that because, you know, I don't feel this was for nothing, you know, but I don't know if you want to speak on that, but I can imagine you were 18 and coming out in this world being so damn different. Like yeah, what year to... were you 18? Can I ask that? Uh, yeah, I was uh, 1992. Oh God. So I'm 98. Cause I'm, I'm an eighties baby. 1992. Yeah. <gasps> God, I was 12. So <laughs> the ahead. world. No, I'm not. I'm promise. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just like trying to, trying to, you know, put myself in your shoes. I was 12. So, I mean, basically 20 years later. Wow. Yeah, so 2001, you got out in 2001 or? 2000. Uh, um, yeah. January. No, 11. 2011. Oh, yeah, because that was only 10 years. Okay, yeah, yeah, 2011. Wow, so you missed the Y2K, all that. So, I mean, I can't imagine what you came, like, how different this world is, right? But you are happily married. You have a son. Like, you are really, your life is really full. It has meaning. It has purpose. And I went to high school with her, by the way. Huh? Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, so she knows the real Hector, the, the young, cool, popular Hector, right? So she's like, let me see who you are today, right? Ah, I like it. Yeah, um, yeah. when I got out of what, I was 37. Um, wow. Yeah, but the, the, yeah, when, and, but actually I, 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 was, I was given a release date uh, a year and a half prior. And um, again, because when you go to board, they, you know, so the board finally, I came to terms 
they saw the change in me and um, mm-hmm. came to terms with my crime. And you know, um, I think I think it. it I'm going to share my my crime. So okay. Um, I think the the reason it was so hard for me to to come to terms, even though I thought I did, um, was I'm responsible for someone no longer being here. Mm. So that was that was hard, right? That was hard to um, to come to terms with, right? And and I I did everything I could to justify. Wow. Um, for many many years, even though I was changing, um, because it was I was afraid to admit to myself of what of how far I had and how deep mm-hmm. and how far in that lifestyle I had let myself go. But again, we spoke earlier about you have to forgive. You do. In order for you to move forward. And that's the only way that you're going to, I was going to be able to do what I love doing now, which is helping others, you know? Yeah. And, and helping them and, and changing and, and helping. And hopefully them. preventing someone else from making the mistake, mistake, right? Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah. I've been, I've visited, I've visited juvenile halls since I've been out. I've been, in, uh, I went back to a, a federal facility since I've been out. Um, and so, you know, that's what, so I was given a release date, release date, release date. So with us, when you're given a release date, mm-hmm. that's only the first hurdle. So the board gives you, says, you know what, we find you suitable for parole. And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe it. But the governor has 120 days to, to take that date, to rescind that date from you. So, you know, I was given my release date, um, and I was just happy. I was getting everything ready, getting my parole plans, getting place to stay. And, um, you know, I've always had good family support. That's one thing I thank God for. Nice. I've always, they've always been there for me. Um, uh, on the 100, as I said, 120 days for him to rescind the date. Mm-hmm. On the 119th, they called me to the office. No. Yeah. And they um, they take my governor, the gubernator, Arnold Schwarzenegger took my date. <gasps> no. Yeah. So I was uh, I was called into the office and said, you know, I give him the letter and says, the governor finds you unsuitable due to whatever uh, the gravity of your crime. You know, this, you know, it's it's a copy and paste thing that they deny everybody with. Um. So you know, I'm 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 in prison though. I mean, just continue to do what I'm doing, right? Oh, having a my. Having, having a call home and explain. Wow. Yeah, that was that was the toughest part, really. <sighs> that was, but you know, so but you have a right to appeal, and you you know, I appealed it, and you know, while during my appeal, he left office, and Governor Brown came in, and <clears throat> because she, when I'm in prison, the percentage of lifers I get out, people were like. Mm-hmm. Was 0.01. Nobody was getting out. Yeah. Now things have changed because of Governor Brown and you know mm-hmm. a lot of good friends of mine that you know have given this, given been given a second chance. So, but back then those were the odds that we were fighting, you know. So you know to t- take this little conversation somewhere else now. Um, I don't know if you know, but I'm guilty. My guilty pleasure is reality TV. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. I do love watching the Kardashians. 
But not the same reason that most people do, but I do. I do. I don't know what it is. I don't worship them. I don't buy their stuff. It's not like that, okay? Um, I just enjoy the family dynamic, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I'm not close with my family, and I really love that they value their family. I, I don't know what it is, but I just love watching them, okay? And I've learned a lot, okay? I'm just If you let yourself, you can learn. Like, And honestly, like for me, again, having um, parents that were so young, my mom was 16, my dad was 15. You have to imagine with the first kid. And we were all like two years back to back. So they were literally babies having the babies. And so- growing up, I had to learn through other people by watching. And this is why words mean so much to me because, you know, other people's words have made a big impact on my life, you know? So this is why I'm very intentional with what I say, what I do. And it it explains a lot, you know, but I'm curious, I'm going off subject here. So do you, are you aware of like what Kim Kardashian does now, like legally, like, and, and do you have any thoughts on that? I've heard it. I've heard her being criticized deeply for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, you know, oh, she's only doing this for the spotlight or she's doing. Uh, Yeah, I can't agree with that. And and you know what? Let's 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 say for argument's sake, let's say that's true. Right. Sure. Let's say that that she's doing it for Mm -hmm. clicks, for likes, for publicity. If she helps one person. Exactly. Oh, my um, God. What, what what are you going to tell that guy? You know what? Go back inside because she was doing it for the wrong reasons. I, yeah, right? So no. I think we get caught up in, that. We get caught up in, in so much of why, of what person's motive for doing this, except instead, even when you, even on the street, you give somebody something, they're like, mm-hmm. the first thing that pops to their head usually is why are you? What do you want? <laughs> yeah, you know? And, 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 yeah. and we have to get away from that and learn to humble ourselves and just accept that helping hand. Yeah. Accept that, that, that hand that, that's being extended to you and, 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 um, and, and grow and grow from it and hold on to that. And and if you hold on to it long enough, you will both help each other, you know? Right. You know? Yeah. I I was just curious because I, I mean, I admired it myself, um, you know, um, just for the fact that, you know, because she is so criticized. Right. And, you know, her dad was a lawyer. Right. And, that is something that, and you know, her dad passed away. My dad passed away when I was uh, 28. I had just became a mom. My daughter was just four months. So I was the last one out of all five to become a parent. And he did get to meet her and, and she was you know, a couple months, but still. But um, I just, for me, it's like she took the time to learn something and, you know, she has a platform and she's using it. Like, I don't know why people have to be so hard about that. But anyways, I just, I appreciate and it inspired me when I was, this was last year. I was thinking, oh, maybe I should go and, you know, do life coaching talks to, <laughs> because you have to understand, not understand, but, you know, my dad was in and out of prison. My brothers, two brothers are in and out of prison. So I definitely have been subjected to that life, you know, um, whether I wanted to or not. So I have thought of that. And, you know, one of my brothers is really good. Um, the other one, you know, he's on his own at the end of the day. He's, you know, but he struggles in life, but he's on his own and doing his own thing. Um, and, you know, my dad's no longer here. So I, I always say that that was his punishment. I don't know how that sounds, but I think a short life was his punishment because he was a man. He was so full of life and 
and he just had this presence and and you know most people you either feared him <laughs> or loved him you know what i mean and and i did both <laughs> but you was either or for the streets you know what i mean and so i always said that my, his punishment was a short life and my mom's is a long life that that lady ain't going anywhere you know so <laughs> and i can say this because i've said it to both of them okay well you know he he knows i speak to him all the time so he knows he knows i've said it to both of them so um but i just found that interesting i was curious what you thought about that but i have thought like there there is you know she found um an avenue right? Like you don't have enough people advocating. And like I said, even in your, in your, in your, your case, you know, like the sentencing was much harder back then, you know? So who, and I had no clue, you know, I didn't know that that's why you had served the time until you just shared that, but it didn't, again, that's between you and God. Like that has no, no, I have no place to, 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 um, to comment on, on your, your past, you know, and I am not going to see you any differently. I am not going to treat you any differently. Um, I actually respect you more for, for owning your stuff, doing the work. Like at the end of the day, like that's what happened. This is what you've done with it. It's not, again, it's not about the mistake. It's about what you've done with it, you know? And I'm just happy that you have a beautiful wife and a son. And, and i I would like to think your your life is whole now, and now you are paying it forward with your ministry and all the other things that you're doing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love my wife, and my son, and I have two great stepkids as well. You know, um, twenty eight and a twenty two year old, and and nice. just you know, to watching them grow. You know, being part of that and 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 the different stages and some of the stages that I that I that I went through and, you know, kind of, there's a fear like, well, I hope that, you know, but thank God they're, they're, they're doing good as well. Are these and, all boys, by the way? No. So it's, it's a 28 year old boy, uh, mm-hmm. 22 year old, uh, girl. And, um, mm. my son, my son is a little boy who's eight yeah. years old, but yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes I think we, we know touching on what Kim is doing, you know, sometimes we, 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 we focus too much on where, how the person got there mm-hmm. then rather like look where they are now, you know, exactly. And, and, and you know, um, and like, you know, we, we were talking about ourselves and saying, you know, our experiences made us who we are. And why can't we say that same for her? You know, see, I like anything. how you tied that. Good job, Hector. You make me feel about good about my guilty pleasures here. <laughs> Do you have a guilty pleasure that you want to share? There's good in everything. Uh, right, me, there is. For me, uh, I think, um, you know, I love my documentaries. I love learning, you know, um, uh, I love learning. I love politics, believe it or not. Mm. I love, um, you know, and history. But, like, I treat politics, for all this stuff, I don't get too, too, too up, too high or too low on anything. Even politics, like. I know good other people that I know that love politics like I do, and they come back ranting and raving. And, and I said, you know what, brother, you need to stop watching that. Mm-hmm. If it's, something's affecting you that bad, you know, I just love right? it. Because, I mean, when I took my college courses and their correspondence courses, I took some of them. I treated that as an elective because that's just something that I like, you know, learning. Mm-hmm. But I, one one thing about me is I, I do all that. I watch all those, but when I start like a series. I binge watch. I do not get up. I don't watch a lot of TV, but when I do, it's, you do. It's, my wife knows. Uh oh. If I pick a series, I will not get up out of there until, 
That's my gift. That's funny. That's funny. Good for you. It's, it's, uh, I mean, you know, you touched on about Entra and, you know, I, I, one of the things that really, um, caught my eye with them is, you know, they, again, they, 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 they ask you to look in yourself. They ask you Mm -hmm. to, 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 to look deep within yourself and not stop being so surface, you know, stop touching Mm -hmm. things and go. And, you know, me, I, that's what I advocate all the time. You know, things, um, we all have our own cross that we carry and, and, and we, we need to be sensitive to that. You know, we, we see somebody acting a certain way. Don't say, oh, that's a bad person. You, know, you think about it more of like, I wonder what wounds that person is carrying that that they're acting that way or that they do those. So l- when you look at them through that through the lens of love, then that's gonna it's gonna allow you to to look past the action and 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 look for the cause of why. So true. And and that's what that's God knowing your heart. Exactly. 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 You like how I tied that in? <laughs> See, I'm a listener, good listener. Um, yes, you know, um, I do want to say like a breakaway tip is, you know, we all have a bubble, right? Believe it or not. And so you never know what's in someone's bubble, right? So, you know, I think if you come from more of a curious standpoint than a judgmental or critic- criticism point, I think you would get, what is that? more, more, more bees with the honey. Right. And I've said this before, but you know, I really think that, you know, you're right. You never know. And if you really do pay attention, people do tell you without telling you, you know what I mean? And so, like I said, you guys caught on to that way on with me and I'm like, what the heck, what, what am I saying or doing? Like, what the hell? Like, like I have nothing to hide, but damn it, I'm not going to give it to you either, right? So, you know, but you picked up on that real quick. But I feel if you pay attention, and I have to say, I don't know if I shared this with you, but when we talked, you 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 binge, you said you binge listened to two of my episodes, right? And you're like, girl, look at you, all these things. Um, so we talked for a few minutes and I was so excited. And when you repeated my words, I wanted to cry. I was like so touched. My heart was so touched because I'm like, oh, he actually listened to the podcast. Like, because don't get me wrong, most of my supporters are my friends and family, right? So I, f- I feel blindly they're just gonna be like, go ahead, you go, girl. Like, you know, I'm supporting you, right? But it's like, are you really paying attention? Like, don't sleep on me because let me tell you, I'm I, I'm moving, man. I'm, I, I'm not sleeping here. Huh? I'm coming. I'm coming. That, you know, I'm like coming. you better get out of my way because do not sleep on me, right? But when you when you told me, and this was within the first week, you listened to it, and you repeated my words. I was like, oh my god, I was so touched by that. So I I, I did want to thank you. No, so I think you're doing a great job. I'm and like and like I told you, uh, one of your episodes that I listened to, I felt like I was intruding on the conversation. <laughs> and you guys were just. And you made it feel that way. You made it feel like it was just like what you said, like what you always say. It's just a conversation with two people, and you know. And it was so it intimate and, and and open that I'm like, I feel like I'm. Eavesdropping. Should I be listening? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you know, like because like I told you earlier, words have had an impact on me, and so one of my outlets is talking things out. Like I can't leave things in. Do you know what I mean? Like I need to let them out. And then where it goes from there, it goes from there, you know? And so part of my therapy or, you know, releasing is talking with my friends, you know, and I love the back and forth and the point of views. And, you know, I just, I learn from people and, and words, you know what I mean? So this is what 
resonates with me and this is why I enjoy doing this. So yeah, no, I, but I just want you to, I don't know if I had told you cause I hung up. I was like, oh, there was like almost a tear in my eye. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so touched, you know? And I do want to proudly say, and I hope they're listening. I don't know who in Germany is listening to me, but thank you. I am international. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know who I, if I know anyone or they just like me, but I appreciate you. I am watching. I am looking at the analytics and I'm getting great feedback and the UK I'm reaching the UK like I mean I'm I'm reaching places and I really hope this provides value because that is my intent and some of the conversations are going to be light and fun and funny and then some of them are are going to be deep and heavy but you know we all learn from each other and I think we need to give each of us more grace amen yes so know, yes. if I could say please in closing would be you know <clears throat> never stop growing. Yes. Never stop. Always keep that drive and that hunger. Curiosity. Mm-hmm. On improving yourself and improving yes. yourself. But one thing I really want to emphasize, and guess what? There's going to be pitfalls. Oh, yeah. There's going to be obstacles. You're going to run into them. You, even, even, even when you've known so much and you've, you know, dug deep into yourself and, 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 and know yourself for who you are and who you're trying to be, there's still going to be times where you, where you, there's a bump in the road. But the definition of growth is getting back up and walking that road again. Yep. And, and do you know what I'm going to end on? And I know this is going to resonate with you. What's that? Rejection is God's protection. Amen. Ah. <laughs> no, it just came to mind. I promise you. So what you just said and the fact that, like you said, there's going to be pitfalls. You had your date and the day before you're expecting to get released. Like, yeah. oh, that had to crush you. Right. So that that rejection for, was somehow God's protection. And I'm stronger for it. Look at that. <laughs> love it so thank you so much uh, i'm gonna have you on again uh, because let me tell you i can dissect a lot of the things that we've been talking about but i just i really hope you got out what you wanted to to get out do you know what i mean like a part of your journey you know and i, I feel we've touched on it i don't feel we've gone too deep and you know we'll test this out see how well it does but i, I do appreciate you sharing and I, I mean, considering, you know, the reach that this platform has, like, I, I know it has to help someone or they can, you know, ed, you know, recommend it to someone that it will help, you know? So I do want to thank you for your time and for your sharing because sharing is caring. So I do appreciate you sharing a piece of, of your journey. Um, and um, I'm just, I'm, I feel blessed and honored to, to have met you and have you as a friend. Cause I do consider you a friend Hector <laughs> so thank you so much I'm so glad you uh you're doing what you're doing and you took the bull by the horn and went forth that's right <laughs> there's no stopping me don't sleep on me people <laughs> yeah, he's coming <laughs> until next time bye, bye.